Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Upon Further Review. What's happening? What's going on? Hello. Getting really excited about this on the waterfront talk we're going to be doing here in a little bit. But first, who do we have on today's show? Brian Nicholas. Chris Fimbres. And I am Noah Kinsey. All right, guys, have we seen any movies lately? We've seen two movies recently. What have you seen? Uh, one of them, the first one is Fantastic Four, which, yeah. which is a mess. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Uh, <laughs> Anything else you want to say about it? Uh, it's just like... It's Siskel like, and Ebert <laughs> give it two middle fingers yeah. up. Dude, it really is just like the filmmakers of that movie are just like putting a middle finger to the audience because they don't care like how the movie came out. They just rushed it. Like it's missing the first, the second act. It's barely an hour and a half long. It's it's just... They don't care and it's just a bullshit movie. Man, it just boggles my mind for one that they're going to spend, you said like 120 million on this Between movie? 110 to 120, to yeah. To not care about it. And the fact that this dude, really the only thing he's known for was that low budget film Chronicle, mm-hmm. which was really good. Yeah. But not only did he get this, but he also got one of the Star Wars films. And mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you have not proven yourself yet. But he's acting like he's just this established J.J. Mm. Abrams, you know, caliber type he's of person. He's doing one of the Star Wars? He, he was. was. The, and he got, the, the, he got released. Not the main ones, right? Like the, the no, shoot off? he did. Oh, I thought it was like the uh, the offshoot ones. Like the, uh, it was, it was spin-off the spin-off. The spin-off one, yeah. yeah. Oh. It was one of the anthology series is what oh, okay. they're calling like the main ones. Oh. But he got it because he was a promising young director. And it's like... I mean, we talked about this already on the show, just all the stuff, all the hijinks and shenanigans this guy did. And it's like, man, you this you were given the keys to the kingdom and you dropped a deuce on him. I mean, that just it boggles my mind. Yeah, but you can't blame him like fully for everything like he like you can see in the first act, like he had a vision of the movie and it was going like a sci fi movie. But then, like, I guess he shot some scenes and I, I guess the studio didn't like it. So they just cut it all out and they added one year later in the movie. And it's just mm-hmm. like, why at least put something in it. I mean, if it's going to, like, where did all the money go? Because if you shot those scenes already, why not complete them? And yeah. give, even if it is bad, why not just show it? Well, same thing with the scene that's in the trailer, but not in the movie about the thing going to that base or whatever. Yeah, jumping off from the plane. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't in the movie. Yeah, a lot of, like, the movie's barely an hour and a half long. It's it, There really is no middle of the movie. Because, like, you're watching it, and then, when the when the climax comes, or like no, you when you're expecting the second act to happen, you're like, oh, this is the end. Like this is the final battle <laughs> scene, and you're like, wait a minute, it's barely like an hour and twenty minutes in, but this is the final scene, and it just takes five minutes and it's over. Jeez, you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, at least like care about what yeah. you're putting out. But I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. It was because they were even talking about an X Men Fantastic Four crossover. Uh huh. And so. they still have plans for a sequel, I guess. No, that's not that's not a real thing. You don't think? Well, they have no, it. They no, have no, it no, no, scheduled, no. but I I com- I think can't. they're not gonna. I think they're gonna drop it and put this another Fox movie the, in there. This was one of the worst flops yeah. ever. But they still haven't canceled the. Yeah, the they haven't sequel. officially. But yeah. I we think can all assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? I think so yeah, too. Okay. But I, um, like I don't know how much money it made because I think it made at least like worldwide 150 million. So, mm. and then merchandise, I don't know, whatever. Oh, it didn't. They didn't have any merchandise for uh, or barely anything. And even if they did, that merchandise is Disney's now. Oh, Whereas Disney. Sony has all the Spider Man's merchandise. That's mm-hmm. why they have the the death grip on Spidey. Um, this one they didn't structure the deal that way. So Disney, mm-hmm. the Marvel gets most of that money. 
And it annoys me because like they did rush it, and it's like um like with Zack Snyder's Batman vs Superman, like they pushed it a year back, right? To, yeah, to work on uh-huh. it and like perfect it before. And even though that hurt Warner Brothers this year, and yeah. they're in a lot of pain this year. They're fine. Uh, they'll yeah, next yeah. year they have a lot of confidence in their films. Yeah, so like they put they pushed it back to work on it and make sure it's good enough for people to see. This movie, they're just like fuck it. We're just gonna add one year later. We're gonna put together a bullshit third act, and we're just gonna put it out, and whoever wants to see it will see it. Worldwide gross was just under 139 million okay for a movie that cost 120 million for fantastic four Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know maybe dvd will (laughs) they're hoping because they didn't make a profit after all the marketing and everything yeah because that's just the budgets that's just for the actual film Mm -hmm. they'll do better on illegal download (laughs) and dvd sales they'll do great in korean vision yeah (laughs) um I don't know. Don't see that. But the other movie oh. I saw, <laughs> the other movie I saw, which I didn't like either, but for a whole different reason, was Black Mass. Oh, really? What? Have you seen? You didn't like it? Yeah. Have you guys seen it? Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've heard good things that Johnny Depp really falls into the role and everything. That's, that's the only good part about it. Oh, okay. the only good part of this movie is the acting. The rest of it is just a flat, boring movie. Because like the, it's not approached perfect. It's not approached right. Like they didn't know how to approach the Whitey Bulger story. It's told from like. Johnny Depp is kind of the side character. He's kind of a supporting actor because it's told from everybody's like point of view about him instead of oh. just his. Yeah. So the the movie opens. Who's with, the main character then? Is it Joel Edgerton? Joel, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, because he's the one that initiates. Like, hey, you should work for the FBI, Whitey, and then like he's working both sides. So he's in. He's the main part of the movie, and he's good. Everyone's good. At, I didn't like Benedict Cumberbatch for some reason because I'm like, you could have got another guy to do a Boston accent <laughs> instead right. of like throwing it. And there's 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 like so many like uh, big names in this movie, but like they have small roles where like mm. they don't like fully flesh out. Like uh, Corey Stoll from House of Cards is in it. But he's in it for like ten minutes at the very end. Oh, really? And I'm like, why? Why he? There's no reason he should have been in this role. Like, it's not a meaty role. But um, and another guy. Oh, the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey's in it. She did a good job. Oh, uh, Don Johnson's daughter, D- Dakota Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think another person had a small role, but every, the acting was good. But the movie, like, you're expecting like a departed type town type movie, but it's just like it's it's written like a play in a sense that it's all talking mm-hmm. about something. That doesn't show what it is. Oh, I don't like that. So it's like it starts off the movie where like uh, the guy Todd from uh, Breaking Bad. I forget. I don't know his real name, but he's he's giving a monologue of like in, in the interrogation room about him joining Whitey Bulger's gang. So you're like, oh, this is going to be about his rise to Whitey Bulger's gang. Going to be his right right hand man, whatever. But then they they stop doing that like 20 minutes in. And I'm like, why did why like why is it told from Joel Edgerton's point of view now? And then also like they get another one of uh the muscle in the in the gang and he's doing an interrogation room scene. I'm like, so it's told from his point of view, but not <laughs> like it's it's all over the place and it's not sticking to one thing and it's just telling you the story instead of showing so, it. I mean, from this, I haven't seen much of it. The only criticism I've heard about it, I've heard that the performances are great, mm-hmm. but it's kind of just a on the surface, it's just kind of a generic Mm-hmm. mafia like kind of you know the steps of everything but what you're saying do you, did it feel like they were taking um courtroom testimonial from yeah. these individual people and turning them turning that into a movie that's kind of what it sounds like yeah, it's like let's take their deposition and just turn it into a, is that really yeah because wow. it's all from like it's all like he, not hearsay but it's like it's told from every, their percept or perspective yeah and then Weird. you don't you don't really get into like whitey bulger's life i want to say because like, uh, like if someone di- someone around him dies, like they, they tell you why he was never the same. Okay, like why not show him like well, how he's different? Mm-hmm. And and Johnny Depp is good in his role, and you see him like 
like he executes people like uh throughout the movie and you're like okay after the third execution like we get it he's crazy <laughs> he's a bad man yeah but i'm like okay show like some go deeper into the mafia world instead of just telling me about whitey bulger mm-hmm. do you th- think that johnny's i mean do you have you listened to the hype about him being nominated for an oscar for this do you think that yeah. would be warranted yeah he's but good. would it be best I fi- I would figure that it'd be for best leading, but the yeah. way it sounds almost sounds like he'd get a best supporting actor. I, I don't know the rules, but uh, hmm. to me it would be supporting. But um, he, I wouldn't doubt it if he goes for best leading. It's about time he did something that's not yeah. just phoning in the quirky. I've kind of gotten mm. sick of that. I love the dude from a long time ago, but mm. man, those last like ten years, it's just been. I just I don't care about the quirky. I don't. Yeah, it's weird seeing him in like a normal normal role, like quote unquote, because he was in The Tourist, which you're, you're just like, oh, that's Johnny Depp, like playing a normal yeah. like, guy, and it didn't do well. And that movie was a mess. I didn't see it, but uh, <laughs> but uh, and then again too, like this is the the director. I don't know the director's name, but it's his third movie too. So like you you can't expect like a Martin Scorsese type, yeah. Goodfellas type. We're like, not gonna hit the ground running like uh, um, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So like you you go in like hoping for the Goodfellas or the Departed, but that's Scorsese like in his prime. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy like even like uh, he did Crazy Heart first, which was an actory movie. I didn't see it. Yeah, and it won awards yeah, too. Yeah, that's, so that's where the guy gets some clout. Like he is a good, he can direct actors well, but as far as like a cinematic masterpiece, it wasn't anything that like that. Interesting. Yeah, that's my take. Do with it what you what you <laughs> will. <laughs> Chris. Um, well, I was going to go see uh, Black Mask, but I had my niece and nephew with me, and they're like, LOL, Uncle Chris, if you don't see the Scorch Trials, I don't know what you're about. So I went and saw Scorch Trials. And? I didn't see the first Maze Runner, so I was a little bit like, what does that mean? <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> you're that older person like, what's happening right now? <laughs> I was just like, Stop I, it, Uncle Chris. Why, why are they running? <laughs> first of all, um, and he, okay, you know, it's it's a, a summer movie, I guess. So I don't know. It, it was okay. Um, just whatever. But fuck, there was a lot of running in that mm. movie. Like a lot of time you're just watching these kids run. Um, <laughs> and one thing that kind of stuck out to me, uh, besides the main uh, female character was horrible. <laughs> oh, no. She was the worst. Who is it? I don't know. Uh, Just some young up and comer. Yeah, uh, some chick kind of looks like uh, uh, Kristen Stewart mm. from the mm. Twilight movies. Um, it's funny how they all like meld together. Yeah. Like they all try all to, from they, the young adult books. Yeah. yeah, like Hunger Games. They all try to find that right. Person. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is just like a cut, another offshoot of that. Um, but there was some cool action stuff. Um, they had kind of like zombies in it. I guess the first one had metal. What? Yeah, the the first one had like uh, metal spiders. I guess is what my niece and nephew were telling me. But this one, like the things they were being attacked by, were zombies. Hmm. Hmm. So it's a different world, right? Like they escaped. They didn't like catch you up in the beginning at all. Like what's going on? No. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, that's, that's Four months ago, seven guys yeah. <laughs> entered the maze. Do something like that. Uh, no, it just uh, it started kind of like with a flashback of the kid and his mom. And then he woke up like out of a dream, and he was getting off of a helicopter. And then he was getting chased by zombies. And you didn't into get the whole point building. of the first movie from that. No, nah, yeah, that's why I kept like, what? What? Yeah, <laughs> was he in the first one? No, he's the new guy. Shh. Uh, okay, uh, and it was all right. It was cool, I guess. Yeah, I those those types of movies, the young adult book ones. I think maybe I'm just too old for them. 
Because I remember when um, both the or the first two Hunger Games came out on Netflix. I didn't see them in the theater. Mm. And I saw them on Netflix because everyone's raving about them. Mm. So I watched it. I'm like, I don't. I even talked to my friend who has seen them and who likes them. I'm like, I don't I don't get. They're not. They're just whatever. The, I mean, fir- the first one's not very good. No. At all. I haven't seen any of them. I didn't like the first one. But yeah. it just, yeah. I was just like, I don't understand why people are so excited about it. And she's like, watch Twilight. I'm like fuck you and she's like no seriously watch it and you'll understand and i watched twilight and it was the worst thing ever so i talked to her again i'm like yeah okay i get it (laughs) it's so bad but they have no standards like it's just a love story between like two young adults and you're just like okay we'll we'll fall for it it's just very very formulaic um so anything else that you saw uh, movie wise, no. Show wise, yes. Yeah, South Park just came back. Oh, it Ooh. did. Uh, How was last it? Last night was the um, what episode was it? Second one of the new season. The the uh, oh, where my country gone? One Donald where, Trump. Yeah, one. they finally uh, tackled uh, the Donald Trump sensation that's going on right now, and it was hilarious. It's great. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Very awesome. And we just got a late edition. It's super excited. Hey, what's up, Trevor? Hey, not much. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, right now, we're just the things that we have seen oh. since last time. Have you seen any movies or TV shows? Um, I've been watching uh, The Mandy Project. How, on the um, new season mm-hmm. on the Hulu? The new season on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Is it? I saw it, the first episode. It was real good. Is it yeah. any different? Or are they able to do kind of like with Community was able to kind of do a uh, little bit or is it, it the it, same? I mean, I think Fox gave him a lot of leeway to begin with. It doesn't yeah, feel like did. it's any different. Um, it's a little longer and they it, maybe some of the jokes are probably a little more risque, but it's not like anything like a stark difference between the two. Um, if anything, it's just like with Hulu, like they've just gotten better. Like it's gotten better. at streamlined. That show has ha- had like three or four reinventions. Over <laughs> really? Its yeah. Wow. They've like... Weird. They've straight up like rearranged the cast a couple of times, um, and like really refocused it. And yeah, it's like so different from when it first started. I was watching some earlier episodes, and like half the cast isn't even there anymore. Wow. Yeah, it's like basically been uh, Mindy Kaling, uh, Ike Barinholtz, and uh, Chris Molina, and then uh, Ed Weeks is like the British doctor. But like those have been the th- like the three or four people who've been consistent throughout the show. Everybody else is like either left earlier been a new addition over the course of it but yeah it's really good it's really awesome um it's funny because it is very much like Mindy Kaling definitely loves like romantic comedies so a lot of it is playing into those tropes but not like but in the Mindy way yeah and it's not like I was reading some reviews and they were kind of like bringing up uh they came together Mm. as opposed to uh, like yeah and that one's like very like tongue-in-cheek like Mm. winking and like hey look at this and whereas the Mindy project like wholly embraces them and doesn't like ironically use gotcha. these tropes uh-huh. it's very much like because mindy kaling is an ooey gooey romantic comedy kind yeah. of person yeah and so you can tell by the episode she wrote on the office yeah yeah everything you, you can tell like she's she basically is kelly kapoor just not insane and, yeah yeah not that kind of stalker psychotic um energy but everything else like a lot of it is still mindy kaling it's hilarious awesome. it's really funny and it's also like i was like crying like the really? first two episodes, yeah, because the second episode is when, um, if you've been following it, you know she's pregnant. Um, and the second episode is when she has the kid, and just the whole thing is like, mm. it's spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry, no. um, but yeah, it's just like I was finding myself like, holy crap, like this is, and she like that was so funny, like she just Mindy Kaling is a really good actress for this stuff. 
Um, and yeah, I've been really digging it and really liking getting back into the mini project. After um, I found out that community, their budget actually went up under Yahoo. I was wondering, have you? Do you know? Did they? Did their budget go up with Hulu? Probably. I imagine. Yeah. I mean, they got twenty-seven episodes. Okay. So they got five more episodes. So I'm yeah. imagining they probably. And also, mm-hmm. like, I think it's this is almost their Arrested Development. It seems like this is like their big show yeah. that they rescued yeah. and mm-hmm. are putting new life into it. And it seems this is probably going to be the one that works. Out of all of them, because like Community got one season, whereas Development only got one season and lacking in quality compared to the original runs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Mindy Project will be the one that, that benefits from it because Fox is already like kind of a weird home for it. It, meet, it meets its sensibilities in terms of its humor, but not in terms of like the romantic. Yeah, I felt, I felt like that was Fox a weird is always, fit. Yeah, Fox has always been ironic with stuff like that. Yeah. Like they've always kind of taken down that stuff like the two things that got him on the map were Married with Children and The Simpsons. Uh-huh. And those are all like just skewering. Well, even with Married with Children, the original title for it was not The Cosbys. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but, so that makes sense. But isn't, doesn't, isn't a new girl on Fox was so kind of like paired with that? Uh, the mini it project was, was paired yeah, with yeah, that? Yeah, it was. But it's not like the same sense of humor, I guess? Yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely New Girl is a very different kind of show. That's mm. more heady. Um, I mean, yeah, because Mindy Kaling is definitely like more like Mike Schur and Greg Daniels. Okay, um, she's so like yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. the school she came from. Okay. Yeah, and so it definitely lines up more with that. And um, and I feel for me, I watched. I feel like it was also on Netflix. The first season of New Girl, and I watched the whole first season, and it just I couldn't stay with it just because I felt like versus well, the Mindy show, I feel like New Girl was trying to too hard to appeal to everybody. And New Girl, like, they also went through, like, yeah. their first season was really rough. And then over the course of, like, season two and three, because I think this is season four. Five? 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 No, you're right. You're Five's right. coming yeah, up. You're right. Yeah. And three and four were, like, the ones that really kind of, yeah, because three was, halfway through three was when Damon Wayans came back. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, basically. After the, Happy Endings the through, died. Well, the He's through line. Again too. Yeah, the through line between these two shows is the addition of somebody from the cast of Happy Endings <laughs> boosted. Wait, like, who's on from there? Who's Adam Paley. Was oh, really? On the mini project. Oh, they both awesome. just left. Yeah. Damon yeah. Wayans left New Girl and Adam yeah. Paley left um, uh, mini project. Although Adam Paley, he has like a development deal. Yeah. That's why he left. Oh, I love him. And He's I'm wondering, so it was when it was still on Fox, he was going to like make it more recurring. Like he was just gonna like pop in and pop out. He just didn't want to be a regular cast member anymore. Mm. But I don't know if that if now that they transferred to Hulu, if he just like bounced completely or not. I think so because the first episode takes place at his wedding, right? Yeah, but and you, he's not. You there. never see him. Yeah, what? and so yeah, it's like the, it was like a bit bits and pieces of his re- at the reception. Yeah, to sort of follow funny. up on the yeah. the cliffhanger of uh, season three finale. Mm. But yeah, mini project's been awesome. I recommend it. Cool, and you can really just. Just read the Wikipedia if you haven't watched it. Read Wikipedia, catch up. There's some cool. They have the whole season up on who or the whole series up on Hulu. Hulu but Plus. Yeah, um, I would just you can kind of just jump in. Uh, I saw two things. Um, one was a series Narcos on Netflix. About good? I'm hearing good things. Uh, it's it's beautifully shot, beautifully acted. Uh, it's just really well executed. My one complaint with it is. You, there's nobody to root for. It's very straightforward. I mean, I, the voiceover is the main DEA agent that's like the American guy. That's what I've been hearing is like taking people out of it. From what I've heard, the people I've talked to, they have not liked 
the narration. No. Because it's well, also like, why do you have this American guy narrating yeah. about uh, Escobar? Because it's, right, it's Pablo yeah. Escobar, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, his narration is very sleepy, very like, <laughs> and then we did this. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's very just, there's nothing to it. And I, in the first season, because there's a second one that was renewed, in the first season, I feel like there's certain things towards the end that you're supposed to feel like, oh no, this has changed him. But he wasn't really likable from the beginning. So you, based on the reactions of the other characters, like, oh, this is supposed to be a big moment. But it really wasn't and even with pablo who is definitely i would say the main character despite not being the narrator the showrunners definitely don't want you to feel like he's the good guy because constantly they're showing him just being just horrible and they're not glorifying it so it's real. so while it's really well done it's just there's you don't really it's so matter of fact it's almost like a docuseries like you don't really necessarily care about anybody but is it is it like the antihero thing? Like where you trying to they make him the antihero and you try to root for that, like the Breaking Bad type. No, thing? not, not like, at all. Uh-uh. Okay. No, I think they want you on the DEA side, and I think that you want to be like, wow, this guy was super powerful that they're going against. But they go out of their way to be like, swear to God, we're not we're not glorifying Pablo. He's a bad uh-huh. guy. He's uh-huh. a bad guy. They do that a lot, and it's man, like it's just so watching it. It was very. I'm like, man, I feel like I, because I like shows where you kind of feel things, like with House of Cards, where Frank Underwood's a scumbag, but at least in the yeah. first two seasons, first he talks season, to you, or he's like, well, he's confiding in me. Yeah. And definitely getting you on his side. But this one, there's just not, you don't root for anybody. Well, was Pablo Escobar, was he like viewed as like a Robin Hood figure? Um, and like, or was, or was this how people viewed him? Did he have some sort of redeeming quality among the people he well, was? Well, for in, Medi- in Medellin, like his hometown, he, spent a lot of money helping build that up i mean drug money but a lot of money so he was kind of a local hero but they don't even really get into that he barely he briefly runs for um to be a politician because he wants to end up to be the president of Colombia. but even that whole thing and he wins the election i'm not gonna i mean that's not really a spoiler but um it's his, it's history it's exactly. history <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but even that is super short-lived like basically the I think even in the same episode that he wins, he is no longer in politics. And it just, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, it's really well done. It's just, you don't really, you can't really watch it expecting to root for anybody. Well, if Entourage has taught us anything, it's that <laughs> Pablo Escobar's life is not something people readily want to watch. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it yes. looked like to me, though. Yes. When I saw yeah. it, I was just like, that it looks like the fucking Vinny Chase version. <laughs> it looks phony, yeah. too. Even the new Benicio Del Toro movie with uh, the guy from Hunger Games, that looks bad, too. Yeah. Oh, Sicario? No, no, no there's a oh. different one where he is Pablo Escobar. Oh. And um, it's not. It's like not his story. It's the guy from Hunger Games story. Josh, I feel like Benicio has played uh, Pablo Escobar before. Maybe, but there there have been like promotional shots of him like taking a picture. Like who as played Pablo. Shay in Soddenberg's? I don't know what that is. Oh, oh that, no, that was my uh, Garcia. Uh, God, what's his name? Are you talking about Motorcycle Diaries? Or no, the Che? No, thing. the Che. The, the Chay, two that, part. That was uh, Del Toro. I thought so. Yeah. I was thinking of the guy who was Che in the Motorcycle Diaries. Mm, Gael. Yeah. Gael from E Two Mom and Bien. Yeah. Yeah. God, what's this gonna be? Um, and the other thing I saw uh, was finally—I mean, it's been out for a couple, or I think like at least a year—is the documentary Twenty Feet from Stardom about backup singers, mm. <laughs> and it was fantastic. It was so good, and just kind of talking about 
all of these mostly women there's a couple guys but mostly women um who are backup singers and kind of why they do what they do kind of them getting shit all over sometimes um but just here even they played a lot of the songs that you know we know from back in the day was like holy shit that was them Hmm. and then is kind of the whole um pre milli vanilli stuff where some of the backup singers did actual songs themselves but then white singers would lip sync it Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even them and believe it or not this movie shows i know this is gonna be shocking that phil Spector was a douchebag and not a good human being that was a shock (laughs) revolutionary (laughs) isn't he a pedophile or uh no he like no he's a a murderer he is Uh, a murderer like Oh, He's that like super Roman producer. Polanski. Roman Polanski's yeah. the, the on the younger, run for yeah, yeah for uh, statutory rape uh, and um it's statutory rape and like date rape. Even though mm-hmm. according to Whoopi Goldberg, it's not rape rape. But anyway, um Phil Spector. Like, Whoopi, come on. Well, yeah, because it was like a it was like a intoxicating yeah like stat, but it was yeah. also underage and it was like statutory. Oh, was, it was all uh, bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was not good stuff. But no, but, Phil Spector is the super producer who it went to his head the quite wall early of sound. on. Yeah, mm. and people tried to duplicate his sound. Um, I mean, the thing about Phil Spector is he was, like, legit as a producer. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was, like, oh, very yeah. legit. But then, like, as time went on, he was insane. <laughs> but, like, he also did, like, yeah, he did Let It Be. Um, mm-hmm. He did he did that. Um, and that was a huge train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least for what he did to the Beatles sound. Didn't uh, Al Pacino play him in something? Yeah, 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 yeah recently uh, in an uh-huh. HBO movie. Oh, okay. And he looked insane. <laughs> That's how you know you're insane if Al Pacino, Al Pacino is going to play you. It's like history does not look fondly upon like, you. No. Yeah. Like later on, Al Pacino, then, not early Al Pacino. Like, and then Paterno. Yeah. He's playing Paterno as well. Oh, geez. Oh, is yeah. he um, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that really shows Pacino's range. <laughs> He'll play Spectre crazy, but he can play a wide range yeah, of crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but no, so like with him. There was a backup singer who she wanted to do her own thing, but she was under his label or something to do backup singing, and she wanted to be her own singer. And so she left or whatever, and Phil was pissed that she left. So he basically bought the label or bought her contract from somebody else to keep keep her back in until she quit the industry. Like, it was nice. crazy. Yeah. And he also, I think with her, he said he was going to release... Um, I mean, you have to see documentary. It's really good. It's on Netflix. But he was saying he was going to release her solo album. So come in and record. Come in and record. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll do it. Well, so they did. And then he basically gave it to a white female group saying it was them. So she's hearing herself on the radio. And it's credited to somebody else. She's like, what the f-? Do you know what song that is? That no. Um, I'm never going to get it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That would be amazing. I was just thinking of like what's an invoke song or something. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, but no, it's really good. Highly recommend that. So all right. So let's jump into on the waterfront. So we'll go around. Trevor, we'll start with you. What did we think? And if you had to rename it, what would you rename it? Um Yeah, it's good. I I hadn't seen this in like ten years. Um and I'd forgotten how good it is. Um just my yeah, Brando. This is like pure cut Brando, mm-hmm. um, and it's really yeah. He's fucking amazing in it, and uh, Eva Marie Saint is wonderful too. I love her, um, and 
Yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, rename. Just call it the uh, Ilya with an exclamation point. <laughs> nice. Uh, I loved it. It was a great movie. It's a great, great classic movie. The acting's great. The cinematography's great. And um, if I renamed it, I would rename it uh, Who Killed Johnny Doyle. Oh, I like that. With a tagline of, are you D&D or are you a canary? <laughs> nice. Get it? Because yeah, no, no, that's, yeah, that's in the movie. Yeah, well, I got it. Yeah, I just watched it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris? Yeah, great movie. Uh, amazing acting. You forget watching it that this was made in 1954. Like, it mm-hmm. feels like a, a, a good movie you could just be watching at home on Netflix or something like that. It, it was really good. Um... If I were to rename it, I would rename it The Coop. Because there's a lot of comparisons to... Uh, or not comparisons. There's a lot of talk about the pigeons mm. and how they're out there in the city and then the hawks will swoop in and pick them up. So then they're protected inside these little like pigeon coops on the roof, which is kind of like how the docks is for all these workers around there. Mm. Um, they, they There's safety in this little coop, which is the docks. But if they stray too far outside of it, the hawks, the mobsters, will come and just pick them off one by one. Nice. Then he throws the pigeon at him. He's like, a pigeon for a pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that shit was crazy. We'll get to that. Yeah, we will get into that because I have some thoughts. Yeah. First off, you stole my rename Mm, because I have the coop. I have the coop. I spelled mine different. He has three O's. I only use two. I have four. (laughs) Look closer. Um, Or (laughs) C-O-U-P. The coop. Yeah, the coop. Um, Which would fit, too, actually, Mm -hmm. with how it ended. Um. I thought it was great. I really did. Um, yeah, uh, I'll just say this now to get out of the way because I'm sure that I'm going to get some uncomfortable looks here. I hate Marlon Brando as an actor. Mm-hmm. I think what I think he is an absolute by choice. I think he is a horrible actor. <laughs> what? Um, I thought he was fantastic in this film. Yeah, I, don't I thought this is the movie. Where he's like, you're right, I am the greatest actor of my generation. Because I feel like afterwards he stopped. You know, like in all the... Yeah, and Godfather and all that stuff. What? Dude, he didn't even learn his lines for the Godfather. But you didn't like Godfather? I I love the movie. You didn't like his performance I thought he was horrible in it. I thought he was just speaking the lines while holding on to a cat. If you didn't know what went on behind the scenes, would that affect... I looked up the trivia stuff after watching it. I do that with all the movies (laughs) because I want like a pure... Look what they did to my boy. Yeah, you, you're doing a great acting job as Marlon Brando as the Godfather. Yeah, oh, he's great in it. He won an Oscar for it yeah, right? for both of these, both of these movies. He's yeah. just handed that stuff because it was just assumed nope. he was one of the greatest. I thought he was really. I just. I think he's I the laziest actor. Oh, fair enough. I disagree. Um, Apocalypse <laughs> Now. He's fine, I guess. I don't think he's a lazy actor. I think he's insane. Yeah. Like, it's I just, just the I degree think he, of commitment and method that he puts into his performances has driven him crazy. Yeah. <laughs> As most uh, actors are insane. I just think he, his ego got to him too much. But he's fantastic in this. He's absolutely yeah. fantastic in this. And I was just like, this is the movie that put him on the map. And mm-hmm. I think it makes sense that this put him on the map because he's pretty great in it. It's good. Won an Oscar. There's like three actors who won Oscars for this movie. Mm. It won eight Oscars total, directed by Elia Kazan. I mean, actually, There's a funny joke from 30 Rock. <laughs> I was going to mention that. What kind of name's Elia? That's a giraffe's name. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, what do we want to... I will have to say, uh, I thought it was funny that after the guy gets thrown off the building, the sister keeps like... Uh, 
basically tampering with the crime scene and like throwing the newspaper off of him. Where it's like, well, yeah, nineteen fifty four. I was gonna say, yeah. granted, yeah. DNA is later. It reminded me of that. Um, it wasn't until sixty five when they started outlining the bodies in chalk. Oh yeah. I don't know. How do you know? That, <laughs> well, that sounded like it was yeah. right. Too. Well, it, it reminded me of uh, Mulaney's joke about how recent using mm. DNA is, where it's like, sir, there's blood around the crime scene. Gross. Clean it up. <laughs> He's like, uh, bank robbers would shoot up the place in their names. He's like, tell everybody that Johnny Doyle robbed this place. <laughs> like, they still can't catch <laughs> So I just thought that was, it's like, who did it? Just ripping all the stuff. I have one discrepancy with the movie. Did anybody notice the editing of the movie? Yeah, it was weird. There were some parts where I'm like, it jumped cut. To mm. me, and it's just like, they edit on a line yep. or something. And it was just kind of jarring. But other than that, it was, it was good. I don't know. I liked it. Well, Ilya Kazan, his like legacy is how he treats his actors. Like That's, that's his big thing that he's known for, is that he's an, an actor's director. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, I think we probably find that with a lot of his stuff is that maybe the technicality of it isn't as spot on as we have with other directors, but he has like amazing people in his uh, in his films and everything. Like That's that. true. This isn't like a huge like type of cinematic type movie. Yeah. It's just yeah. a small movie with great acting. Yeah. yeah, and a good story too. Yeah, I mean the the whole through and through of this story is pretty awesome from where it starts to where it ends. Yeah. Well, the thing about the story is, and a lot of people sort of take this view as this is his like um like his interpretation of the fight he went through with the huac with his testimony oh it's a communist type thing or, or yeah a- well it's, it's like this is the way he sort of views his situation like he is marlon brando Ilya kazan is marlon brando and uh the american communists that he was sort of going against are represented by friendly and the union and so that's what a lot of people that's the interpretation of it is that this is like his critique of why he testified and why he did what he did mm. and so like the kind of um, uh like the stuff that uh terry malloy goes through is like what Ilya kazan felt he was oh, going through Ilya like ratted out like some people who were yeah part, yeah part he he, had, he was part of the communist party for like a year and a half um and he he was the one who um who's credited as naming the Hollywood Eight. Oh, okay. But people had already yeah. named them, and some mm. other people were already going to be named. And so it's the thing with the HUAC thing, it was sort of like damned if you do, damned if you don't mm. sort of thing. But he started feeling like uh, that these people were like friendly. They were like him and his friendly and his thugs were these actors. Mm. And the way they were sort of, he's like felt communism was like the political aspects of communism were like breaking into like his theater company. And that's, he didn't like that. He didn't like the politics of communism. He didn't have a problem necessarily with communism, but he had a problem with the communist politics finding their way into like his creativity. And that's where he he was saying like, that's where his stand was. It wasn't any sort of political thing. It was just that he, or he just felt like he was all about the creativity. He was all about, um, you could see like a part of like, which side do you want uh, Marlon Brando to go for? Like, should he rat him out? Should he not? Like, which, like, way the good and bad of, like, what he can do? Like, I don't know. His whole motivation. Anyone? I think he should rat him out. I think, yeah. Well, my whole thing, that, I mean, the way it's yeah. presented, the way it's presented, that's his only, his only course of action because he can't Yeah, I, I feel like when it comes to um, selling out all these people, I feel like the antagonist in the film kind of pushed everybody to do that. The the bag the yeah. the main mob yeah, yeah like yeah. I feel like their actions were yeah just would 
everything they did, I'm like, that's literally blowing, or not literally, but that's like blowing up in your face. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kills his brother. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the moment where I think he was just like, well, I, I think he wanted to kill him at that point. But I think after that is when he just said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll testify in court. Mm-hmm. But I, even I, when I they thought, were scaring... I thought he made up the, uh, the his mind to testify before that, or was it after? No, he because sure. he was with his oh, brother sure. in the car, and he's uh, like, "I just ho- don't know." Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole yeah. yeah, he still doesn't know throughout the whole like contender speech. Oh, okay. it, yeah, it is until ba- yeah he like kicked out of the car, and then we have the whole thing with mm. his brother being killed. Mm. Yeah, even when they're scaring people out of the churches and beating the shit out of that guy, then the guy's like, "Yeah, I'll talk." Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I felt like everything they did was like you're pushing them, and I also found it weird that they're really the the antagonist didn't have guns the i feel like the only gun was the one that marlon brando had i mean it was i thought that was kind of interesting did like, they shoot the brother i mean they killed the brother but it wasn't i thought, I thought there was like bullet holes in him well i don't know i don't know I we did i just had to, they, only, they beat the shit out of him and then hung him up with the hook I yeah i saw like three bullet holes like in oh. his chest oh, i don't know uh, but the only the only gun i saw was the one that marlon brando had well the one is because they're always on the docks and at work and you can't have your guys tuning up the workers <laughs> I know that he hid guns in his safe when they were coming to get him. Yeah, but yeah, he took all their guns. We're about to be subpoenaed. You didn't see that? No, but I, but they didn't use yeah, them beforehand I, for like scare tactics. But I, I feel felt. like it's the practicality of it. I think they kind of understand like as much like a gun will get you in trouble. Yeah, you can't and, go around shooting people. But yeah, right, but you, if you beat the shit out of but them, but you can throw them off of buildings. Yeah, if you make it seem like an accident, like oh he yeah, fell, he off fell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, if if a guy's got bullet holes in him, it's <laughs> like what he fallen a gun that yeah. shot him Three like times. yeah. <laughs> Uh, fell on some bullets. He fell on some bullets. <laughs> I just I even put that. Like I just feel like all every action that the mob did was motivating people to talk. But also, it's not the mob. It's not really. The well, mob. it's the it's the union organizers the or the teamsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a small little organization on the waterfront. Yeah, I I when watching this for I mean I've seen it a couple times. Do you think this movie motivated Mike Tyson to have birds? Because that was his thing in his recent like documentary and everything. That's a thing. Like, thing. I don't yeah. think it. I mean, I yeah. But I feel do like. It, do you think in his documentary where he's like taking care of birds? I'm like, do you think he got that from this movie? You want to be like Brando? Maybe. That's no. what I'm. I don't, I don't think he did. Yeah. yeah. Could have been any. I don't know. Maybe. I think he just woke up one one morning. Well, Mike Tyson well, yeah, could have been another contender. With these birds and he just Mike Tyson was a contender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He was a champ. Could have been somebody. <laughs> oh wait, that's right. I was. Yeah. I, I ate Vanda Holyfield's ear, and, and now it's a part of me. Now, now I am more than just somebody in a contender. I am two people. <laughs> My name is Mike Ty Holyfield. <laughs> I, I did. I do want either a show or a movie based off of the priest that's like wanting oh, to fight crimes. <laughs> Called this the potato eater. Fucking, yeah, I'm just a potato eater, <laughs> but now I'm cool. Hand yeah, me that cigarette, boy. He was like boy-o. the crusader in this whole thing, and no one would do shit to him. That's, even, what, I was, that's yeah. what I was wondering. Like, why wouldn't they just get rid of the priest if he's the yeah, one? Yeah, that's the, the thing. Because, but, but, but is it like against the church thing? Like, they think like that's the unholy of holiest like crimes. Yeah, yeah. So they're all never get divorced or anything mm-hmm. like that because they still kind of they're church people. Like, yeah. even if they murder people, like, oh, yeah, go to church. Well, it's also I think it's kind of like what the fuck's the priest gonna do like they have to worry about the people the priest might motivate mm. but i don't think he, yeah I, I think you're right like the, there is this sort of like built-in catholicism yeah. christianity mm-hmm. that little superstition that you don't mess with the no priest. sorry father i didn't see you there like when he was yeah, like yeah, pushing yeah. around like, yeah because so, i think i think you don't go you don't hurt the the priest you don't hurt the boys and, and yeah girls and stuff well like it's, that, right? it's yeah it's a double-edged sword because the priest 
is a peaceful person. They're not mm. somebody to take up arms, theoretically. Even though he, like, punched a guy. But, yeah, but, I mean... I know, he punched Brando. What the fuck? <laughs> but but it's also, like, yeah, it's, it's sort of a double-edged sword. Like, they might speak out against you because they are the moral authority and have that sort of... I would have got him. If I was those guys, I would have got, got, yeah, got him. Yeah, I mean, he's the he's antagonist, or he's the... the um, the guy rallying everybody to go against yeah. the Teamsters. Like, yeah. But Would, it's also like he's not, it's not till Terry comes around that it even has any sort of impact. Like how long this has been going on. Well, I feel like it was the death of that guy that really motivated the priest to try and get people to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was probably like the final straw because maybe, maybe killing wasn't as prevalent because it definitely put a fire under a lot of people to make it no, seem like this people, is people have died yeah they, they, me- they mentioned like that's how my boy died like oh yeah, yeah. yeah do you see went, when yeah. uh the kid died in the beginning his pops wasn't even all like crushed about yeah, it he's like, i told him to shut the fuck up yeah and this is what happens yeah like he was saying you know like here's my boy's jacket like the day after so yeah these are some hardened cats man in 54 you had to be a hard hard cat you yeah and like you can't go anywhere else. Like this is the only place that you can work. I guess that's what's crazy. Well, and it was still the same players that fucked over Brando. Like it was. It wasn't like other people mm-hmm. um, who like made him take the dive. And that was years ago. Mm-hmm. So they've at least been operating for like ten years at least on this dock. Mm-hmm. I want to know um, after Brando uh, went and did his testimony, and then he went back to the docks. Why were they all mean mugging him? The, oh, because uh, he the squealed. Workers? The workers. No, no, no. They were the ones who were giving him oh, shit because he was tight with Friendly. No, right? the, you're Friendly's guy. The ones that he was at the church with, right? Yeah, like, yeah. The, those guys who were like about to like revolt against yes. people. Yeah. And, and it was after he had said like, yeah, he did it. He killed fucking dude. And, and, and now had, like, oh, he did it. So now we don't like him anymore. I know. And they're yeah. kind of looking at him like, no, you don't stand with us. Like, we, you <laughs> guys were giving him shit this yeah. whole time. You know, you could have just let him get a new job and be tight with this guy. But no, you wanted to stage something and he's the one that did it. And they still yeah. treated him like shit. That I didn't get. He had the balls to do it, to stand up to this guy. And like now you're saying, oh, because he did it, you, instead of talking about it, like now he's And it dick. wasn't until he got the shit beat out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just floating there kind of in the water and the priest showed up. <laughs> they were like, hey, well, yeah, let's help him. Because there was like 58 workers and then there was two uh, anonymous Italian henchmen. Yeah, standing that, that's uh, I, I, at the front thing. I think you blow through those. Fucking that's what guys. I thought. The workers were going to help him out, like during yeah. the fight, because the 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 main mob guy calls his guys to come and help him, and that's like three or four guys. But I thought the, all the workers were going to help uh, Terry mm-hmm. Brando, but I guess not we're until like, oh the, the final show. boss battle. Here we go, <laughs> <laughs> the last uh, mission. That's that's it. I literally jumped up. I said, "Boss battle, <laughs> get him." Or last Get level, him. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, who's the guy at the end where Brando walks towards? Is that a whole different guy? Yeah, you see, I just thought, because he was like, you get all these fucking guys in the ship, uh, we're costing me money. Mm-hmm. So I figured maybe he's that's an the, even that's more the connected one, guy. That's the one who, who said that? The one at the very end where he's, that whole scene where he's Yeah, when he's standing in the hat, and, all right, yeah. load him up. Yeah, he goes to Friendly and said, get all these people on the ship, you're costing me money. Okay. So, so he, obviously, maybe he just owns the bananas or the ships mm-hmm. or something. Oh, uh, okay. That's why I also think uh, Friendly and them wouldn't use guns, because it probably is a little bit lower stakes than we imagine. Because yeah. Friendly's answering to people, but within this world, within this small world on the waterfront, he is like the big cheese. But then when you see like the bigger world view, he is like... Still answering to people and That's still true. having to be like subservient, even yeah. though he looms over everybody else. You had that shot when he was in court and they were televising it of just uh, the anonymous white guy 
Turn that off. Yeah. Yeah, if is, he calls, I'm not in. Yeah. Who is the person watching the TV? He's uh, obviously the the big cheese, the, the, the friendly boss, the backer. Uh, the, uh, yeah, that's I kind of just assumed that. Yeah. That makes sense. That, like he's not like like t- um, ruling over Boston or some big city. It's just a yeah. little waterfront yeah. type. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like this is like <laughs> Jack Nicholson, The Departed. Yeah, and he's yeah. like the king of the mob. <laughs> my my question that's was true. why how. Okay, so basically that guy's going to be guilty of organizing that guy's murder. How is he just walking free? Like, how is he at the docks? I don't necessarily understand. But also, I mean, even if you're on, he hasn't been charged. He hasn't done anything. He's been charged. But yeah, he did say, I'm about to be indicted. So maybe they haven't fully. Yeah. uh, But it's also like if he's indicted, he's not like in jail and he can bail out and but so you I, can still I, I, be like walking free until you're sentenced yeah that's what i didn't get like he's he's still free right now until he is sentenced mm-hmm. he's still like uh, he can escape or whatever he can take off yeah. but i guess they don't hold him because i mean that's that's the same thing with like anybody who gets bailed out nowadays you can still take off it's the same sort of thing and mm-hmm. so that's what i think it but is. It, yeah i just thought it was weird he would be still at the docks i thought well, it was weird that uh flaunting it malloy terry malloy didn't get any time he set the kid up. Yeah, yeah, that's accessory, right? Mm-hmm. I don't well, maybe, know. I don't maybe know if it was any kind of deal. Yeah, I was just gonna say he testified. Yeah, Letting but I never, I never heard it. Fish. I never heard him say, "Well, no. if you do this, doesn't mean it didn't happen." On the when they talked about on the uh, at the top of the roof, didn't they have like a discussion? The was that the uh, PI guy or something? Mm-hmm. Or FBI guy? Yeah, yeah, I didn't really get that scene that much mm-hmm. when he's mm-hmm. talking about just uh, Terry's fight and everything. I didn't really understand what. The ultimate want to to see the, the inner the workings of the mob and how he's connected with them. No, oh, I could have tore that guy apart, but you know I had to take the dive. And these yeah. guys, when you got to take a dive, you know they don't take no for an answer. And he was taunting him too. He's like, "You're a bum." Like you, you yeah. Like he's oh, trying I, to get I, that I, stuff. Out I of thought him. it was the hook. No, I don't go no fucking hook. You go yeah, jab. You go jab. He's, like, he's, he's like, not got, that smart of a guy. He isn't. He's like, you got knocked out. He's like, knocked out. I didn't get knocked out. I went down. He isn't smart though. Like he counts the money. He's like, I lost count. <laughs> and his brother was a smart one, obviously. And yeah. I super love that whole story dynamic about it. Like that yeah. made it more like high stakes that his brother was the right hand man of friendly. You know. Yeah. Well, and also that, like that. I, I like right before I got here, I watched the the could have been a contender scene. Oh, that's and heartbreaking. Like the whole, yeah, but the whole thing is just like it's like it was you. Mm-hmm. Like his yeah. brother. Like Charlie is just like completely oblivious to the role he's played in his brother's destitution yeah Mm. and he's just like he's like it was you yeah like don't try and blame it on anybody else this was you you stopped me yeah you could have said something like he was his biggest supporter and he chose to go along with them yeah and then forced his brother to go along with them and it cost basically his brother's life yeah charlie Charlie wasn't too worried about getting him like a shot at like being an actual boxer because mm-hmm. he even said well hey man I, I you got money in your pocket you had money yeah and guy, he said, i like, kept you with money on you so that yeah, was like the, the most important thing to him he's yeah. like your your bum coach he pushed you along too fast like mm-hmm. that was the thing he's like then that brought you up too fast and then everybody took a dive and just like that was you man yeah, you it walked in you. and told me it's not my night not my night i can't yeah. take that guy apart yeah mm-hmm. and um, even even when could have had class <laughs> Somebody. Even um, when Terry realized kind of like where they were driving to, just look on his face like, yeah. where are we going? Oh, like, man, that, that shit, was heartbreaking. Oh, that's dude. classic mob shit, man. Well, you got to yeah. drive your brother out to the field. Ooh, but just yeah, that look of like shit. him realizing that it's just like, 
Wow. Were you taking Charlie? Wow. <laughs> but also, yeah, Charlie seems to... It's he's, like he's here right now. That's so eerie. <laughs> but he's also like... He's an idiot, too, just like Terry, because he also doesn't seem to think that his brother's going to die. Yeah. He doesn't oh. seem to... You don't think? I, I feel don't like think that's so. how, why he's he, arguing so much with friend. Like, we don't have to do this. We don't... He's not going to talk. Just... I feel like he was kind of begging with, but I think, not, he, but yeah. I think he also felt like at the end of the day he could somehow get his brother to just get like a beating. I don't think. I think he really just no. I think because he, he even says in the car he was like, "Hey, I'll tell them I couldn't find you. Maybe they'll believe me. Maybe they won't." Like I, I feel like he knew they weren't going to believe him anyways. He was just giving his youngest brother or his younger brother one more chance that he because he that he realized you know, you're right. It was it was me. I should have took better care of you. Yeah, and it's not till after that mm. that he sort of realizes everything, the whole yeah. scale of it. But yeah, I, I kind of think he was delusional into think, thinking his brother, he could somehow save his brother. Yeah, you know, he tried. He said, Friendly, we don't have to do it this yeah. way. It doesn't have to go. And then Friendly basically told him, Hey, you could kill him or we're going to kill yeah. him. But if we kill him, it's going to be if fucked you, up. If you can't get him to turn around his his thinking or if you can't get him to for sure not testify. I don't even think like, hey, can you change his mind? I think, hey, they're putting him on the stand. Yeah. Either you could yeah. uh, take care of them or we are. I, I don't even think they were going to let him walk at that point. And w- so after that, after he finds his brother's body and he goes to the uh, to the to the restaurant or the bar, I, I was kind of bummed out because it skips. And I think it'd be different now, but it skips from the nighttime right to the trial as if he's like totally safe. And I'd really want to see scenes of like the overnight him trying to be safe because if they know he's testifying i feel like it would have been interesting to see them still trying to shut him up and still trying to find him um instead of just being like oh what are you gonna do and then he just shows up at the courthouse i think it would have been really interesting to show that him trying to stay safe and stay out of sight Mm, yeah, especially people. after i mean he basically went in there to kill him and yeah. you're gonna try to yeah. take a, a hit out on somebody who's in charge over in this little town Maybe there probably would have been some more. He trying to hit the boss. Yeah, you let him get away with that, you know, and then try to Tommy gun him down someplace. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's too much heat from the trial. Yeah, maybe had had a lot of. uh, It'd be different now. Now the story be like him ducking through buildings or people trying to hunt him, laying low at his uh, at his girl's house. (laughs) You where he broke the door down. Where he broke? Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't have a door. That's how you know you're a fucking man. Then these locks are gonna keep me out. Bam. Uh, so after the the trial and um the little boy killing the the pigeon for a pigeon Yo. and then finding out he killed all the pigeons, Yo. that's fucked up, right? Like that's that's serial killer type shit, right? Yeah. Like that's you. How is just like oh why do they gotta do that? It's like no 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 call. He needs a therapist. That's not normal. There's there's fifty eight murdering birds in here, all of the birds. That's so one messed by up. One. He didn't even like let off a smoke bomb and like smoke them out. He no went individually he, like, and strangled them. Their necks. <laughs> that's messed. And up. Say, oh, he was mad because he snitched on on the guy. Like that's why he was mad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But was he stool connected? pigeon? Was he connected at all? I guess everybody's connected in this world. I, f- I feel like his family's probably connected the kid? to them. No, I think the kid just thought you don't snitch because everyone has that. You don't hear nothing, you don't say nothing. You mm. know. What's yeah? And I think only- everyone just kind of has that mentality. Mm. Like, hey, you're you're not one of us, man. You snitch, and you're never supposed to do that. Man, that's next level shit right there. That killed your birds, Holmes. <laughs> all, all of, of them. and I threw one at you. 
I'm gonna whoop that kid's ass. Spanked <laughs> so him and sent like, him home. Oh man, that sucks. Like, no, that is mental illness right there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a gateway drug to Dexter type shit. No, that's how you make sure nobody squeals again. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That didn't say psychosis. That's big, good business. <laughs> that's like the horse head. Trevor, yeah. yeah. Send the kid after him. He knows what to do. Well, there's always like that kind they of. Don't charge him as an adult. There's always that psycho kid. Who doesn't understand the more complexities of anything. He just understands his world. And it's like, in this world, you don't snitch. And so when Terry fails to live up to that standard, you're just like, well, you got to play the game. you got to kill all those birds. But it's also like, yeah, like an adult wouldn't have done that. But a kid who doesn't really understand the full concept of everything would have done something insane like that. It's like, you got to send a message. So like a person would just like killed a bird or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, oh. I killed one. Well, I gotta kill them all. Like whenever he shows up, and there's some of them still around, and I gotta gotta take care of it. That's true, though. This is the only world that those kids know. Yeah, like who anybody knows. Like they're not smart people. Yeah, they're dock workers that just work for a living, and then they don't know anything else. We well, have yeah. That's one of the uh, really good like gangster tropes. Is like the kid who like kills somebody. Mm. Like you have that like kid who's like shows he's capable of murder without really understanding it, but like maturely mm-hmm. understanding what he's doing. All right, we're all nodding. <laughs> so I'm sure the listener loves the nodding. All right. So <laughs> I just have to say, uh kind of jumping into Tomorrowland thing. So I feel like it I mean we all agree Marlon Brando probably died on that boat from internal bleeding, right? I don't agree. I mean, no, I don't think so. No, I don't. No, okay. I think he, because I was thinking about this. Like, well, what do they do? Right? They fucking everyone got to get to work. I know it was symbolic. First of all, I don't like the priest. Like, get up, Terry. No, no, no. Don't help him. This is going to be super symbolic, guys. (laughs) No, 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 no. Symbolism, anyone? No, guys. Leave him, <laughs> martyr. Like, come on, dude. This motherfucker just got beat up yeah. by, by like seven yeah, thugs like, <laughs> with fucking bats and shit. Yeah. Help him up. Take him to the hospital. And that's what I mean. I feel like this door shut. Everyone's kind of hopping. He just falls. <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, uh, Bradshaw, Ferguson, go walk his ass up to the fucking hospital. Yeah. And like, yeah, okay, yeah, no point. Well, everyone just everyone drag him onto the boat. Everyone Symbolism. see what he, he died for our sins. Okay, let's take <laughs> yeah. him to the fucking hospital now. Like, he made it here, but there's no way he can work for the full day. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Like, no. Like, he was con- and that point yeah. of view shot of him kind of fading out when he was walking, that was super cool, too. Yeah. yeah. The whole scene of him walking. Yeah, but he was definitely concussed. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing really got Blurry. resolved, I don't feel, with Friendly, because they just put him in the water. Like, once he gets out. But it shows yeah. that everyone's re- uh, rebelling against him. And yeah. He, he has been brought down from his throne. Mm-hmm. Well, then, yeah, there's a whole thing of saying, like... That's why the the priest is um, trying to convince uh, Terry to testify as opposed to be violent because he's saying as long as he controls the law, then there's nothing he can get away with everything. You have to take him down this way, and so by undermining him and showing that, I think yeah, we won't see the ramifications and then like minutia of him losing his power. But I think yeah, he's so it was all it he just lost the all symbolic. Of, yeah, he's lost the confidence of the people. He was like yeah, intimidating. The people no longer fear him or respect him, and then his major backing left him. So yeah. I think he's he's just going to prison. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Terry could just tell him, "Look, guys, just get guns. They don't have guns. You'll be totally safe." There's just no contraption out there. And fires these fast little pieces of metal. Speaking you of don't si- have to use your hands. <laughs> Speaking of symbolism, wasn't there a big symbol where like he's like a whistle's blowing, like when he's literally blowing the whistle? When he's telling, well, when her, he's telling her, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's holding her ears, like no, no. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was total. That, that was, was pretty super on the nose. nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what did we think happened at the end? I think the priest wanting to still be cool got everyone cocaine because that's the next step. Yeah, hand me got one it. of those smokes, Sick. and then yeah. it shows him a couple, and then he was just like, "How about a beer? Hey, go ahead, drink your beer. It's okay. Hey, guys." Yeah. Do some coke with me. <laughs> okay. well, I'm not hip. Yeah. I'm not here. I don't need this collar. Come I'm on, cool let's priest. do some yeah. blow. Like, okay, please. Stop trying to fit in with everyone on the docks, okay? Like, you've had it bad. Uh, yeah, I think he made it to the end. The workers worked. Life moved on. I don't know. Like, the guy came down from his throne. They find a new union worker, I guess, or union boss. And maybe Brando's the new boss. Mm. No, nah. He's he was not a up. good worker. No, <laughs> yeah. He's not that smart. Uh. He's too beat up. He's too defeated by life and this, and he got almost beat to death. Yeah. So, <laughs> and his brother like, just died. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? He leaves the world though. Like he like moves somewhere else. You can't. Though. Yeah. I think yeah he's he's think works like, in the dogs in the shitty dog because it's still a shit job. Like yeah. that's never gotten better. But he's still he's still just going to continue with doing what he was I doing think so. before. I think he just has the respect of people now. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he find the respect that was denied from him at large by not being uh, a contender mm-hmm. has like been like shrunk down to just yeah. the same sort of respect from the people around him. I think this is the point where like he does change and he tries to make it better. He tries to be something of himself like at, before. Yeah, it's probably a more personal journey yeah. as opposed to like now he's going to go back in the ring and like the whole Hollywood thing of yeah, it. He's and he, that, he might yeah. be the guy um like kind of like the foreman of the boat or something where the he union can, rep. Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I imagine it probably just settles down and becomes like a less like heavy-handed like gangster union situation, mm-hmm. but I don't think much really changes. Cuz also I mean no- nothing really changed with Ilya Kazan and his um, QAC testimony. So I think that's also the ultimate message of it. It's just like, you can make these big stands, but ultimately big change doesn't happen right Right. away. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. In the, can do a little bit of trivia. So I found this interesting. Um, In Marlon Brando's contract, he only worked until four o'clock every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and then he would go to see his, it says analyst, but I think it was his therapist. His mom died recently and he was in therapy to resolve issues about his parents and apparently in the scene in the car with with the actor Rod, is it, how do you say that? Is it Steiger? Um, in the back of the cab, all of Steiger's close-up were filmed after Brando left. <laughs> and Steiger was really bitter about that. And he even like brought it up in interviews years later. Hmm. Uh, That's crazy, though, because they do put in a good performance of that scene. Right. And with one guy not even there. Yeah. That's crazy uh all of the or the scene there there's been talk that the scene in the taxi cab was improvised by brando and i mean according to the trivia like the couple takes there was stuff improvised um until let's see oh the director yelled like stop the shit buddy to brand <laughs> to brando so they actually did the actual lines from the film well uh, him and e uh even saint their like audition together was like basically improvised too mm-hmm um yeah. and yeah and even marie saying was saying like she was like brought to tears through like the edition like it was so intense like working with brando that he got her to cry huh. so marlon brando's oscar for best actor is either lost or stolen and wasn't brought back into his world until the london auction house contacted him because they were going to be selling the item so somehow it got in their possession is uh 
Elia or not uh, the girl? What's her name? Evie. Eve Marie Saint. Is she from a Hitchcock movie? Yeah, she's the uh, the female lead in North by Northwest. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is ironic and leads into our next piece of trivia. Grace Kelly turned down that part to be be in Rear Window, which is a great movie. I was gonna say, which is one of those times where in the trivia you're like, well, that was a lateral move. I mean, it wasn't. You, you hear about the other people where it's like, well, they ended up choosing a shitty yeah. part. But yeah. that was... But Rear that, Window is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Like and a movie better. that we will cover mm. at some point. So that's that's the trivia I thought was kind of interesting. Who do we have for our remakes? Chris, want to start this bitch off? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fuck you guys up with fuck some remakes. Fuck us up with some remakes. All right, so I was thinking uh, if I were to remake this, I would do it in a setting like Oakland, mo- modern day. Um, because I still feel like Oakland could be a lot like the waterfront where like it's not paid attention to a lot, but there is yeah, like a like yeah. a hefty like work environment. Um so Terry, I have uh Miguel Gomez who is in the strain and he was also in that Gyllenhaal Hall boxing movie. Southpaw. Southpaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I think he was the guy he fought in Southpaw. Um and but he is he's the best part of the strain, so I, I think he played good at that part. And for his older uh, brother Charlie, I have uh, Oscar Isaac. Uh, it's been a really long time since I cast him in anything. I waited the appropriate amount, and I feel like he could be like the the smarter, uh, more like accountant like brother. Yeah. Um, and for Edie, I have Natalie Emmanuel, who plays. Uh, Khaleesi's right hand girl and uh, Game of Thrones. She was also in the Furious. sports trials. She was in Furious Seven too. She was the main girl. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen, it. seen that. No, but I heard that she was in it. She's hot. No, yeah, <laughs> she's bad. Uh, but I think, but I think she'd do a good job. Uh, for Father Barry, I have Don Cheadle. Um, I think he like because Father Barry was kind of soft at first, and yeah. they even caught the girl calling called him out like, "Hey, you now paying attention? You all you do is hide in your fucking church." Uh, and then he eventually came around and kind of hardened to it. I think Don Chido would do a good job at he that. He kind of becomes like a cartoon character type thing. He's like, I'm a going against the mob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And for Friendly, I have Lawrence Fishburne. Because my man Lawrence Fishburne could do some things. And that's what I got. What you got? Uh, me. I'll let Trevor go first. I got to... Bring it up. Re- recap my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing written. I didn't have enough time to come up with oh, anything. Okay. Um, but I will just. Uh, I think. It. Yeah, wing it. I got fucking nothing. I can't <laughs> think of anybody. I've been like just racking my head for the podcast. Just like. Well, know. how would you? Okay, we don't have to go specific into who would you cast as who. How would you? want to see it done or how would you do, do you it? Want it i like the oakland thing mm-hmm. i think that's really cool and i think definitely taking it to the west coast um and i mean the obvious thing missing from this is people of color um <laughs> there's one black guy there's yeah. one black guy and you know what? i was super happy that they never brought it up yeah. into any like oh, that's crazy it's oh the- he ain't one of us don't let him talk about yeah. us and yeah. our meetings boys you know like he was just like that yeah I charlie was, i don't remember <laughs> you're right <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like i, I yeah. like that i'm sorry go on um but yeah something like that um it'd be cool to kind of see yeah more um like hispanic african-american or even like asian perspective on this Mm -hmm. and kind of find the people who still don't have these sort of basic rights and who are still like used with like this intimidation stuff um i don't know if i'd want to see it like it'd be also just be cool to see it like in the 60s like still in like same time period just on the west coast too Mm -hmm. um but yeah um god i don't know I i like lawrence fishburne I think that's a really good casting. I think him is friendly. I think that'd be really cool because he does have 
a charisma that has like this sort of like hidden danger to him like Lawrence Fishburne like freak you the fuck out yeah I feel like it would be um how Christopher Walken was in uh, King of New York mm, yeah. which Lawrence Fishburne was in I think now he's graduated to that to yeah that part. um and then I also like the um um the Don Cheadle stuff because there's some stuff Don Don Cheadle did um when like Ryan Gosling he has like one or two Ryan Gosling films um where he has to play like dark dark shit um and sort of be like a more optimistic um like light person within this world and yeah there's some really cool stuff from like the early 2000s that i think really show what don Cheadle could do with this so i'm just gonna second years i think that's great <laughs> casting is what i'm gonna say i like your approach to the whole oakland thing because i didn't i didn't think of like how we would modernize this movie i just thought of like replacing the actors yeah mm-hmm. so for the, the the main guy for brando i would pick tom hardy mm-hmm. Because I think he could play that like, yeah, tough but lovable type uh, guy, and the main bad guy. I was thinking of like, um, gangs, gangs of New York from Scorsese. So I would pick uh, what's his name, Bill Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day, yeah. yeah, I could see him as the main Ooh. mob uh, mob boss guy. That's a good one. And then also because of the priest, um, because John C. Riley's in Gangs of New York, <laughs> I can see John C. Riley as the priest, and. Um, Gathering up everybody to go against them. I didn't think of the girl, Anna Kendrick, sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yeah, for mine, um, I have the director of Scorsese. So I think that's funny that you're picking all these Scorsese people because I was thinking that would definitely be. Because it is a mob movie and he, I'm sure this. He's the master of that. I'm sure this influenced him like greatly over his career. And for Father Barry, because I couldn't not see it the whole time, John C. Riley. Mm. (laughs) I just, every time, like, that's that's him. Yeah. That's him. Uh, For Terry, I had the hardest time with this. I'm not even exactly, I like this choice, but I'm not in love with it. I have uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm. from the guy from kick-ass yeah. and from no, quick story, age yeah, yeah. of all yeah so he's a little Savages. young yeah i just it feels like he he's like terry like right after he threw the dad yo uh like right they kept calling him kid the whole time so yeah. i figured oh, he's probably just like early 20s yeah that was the thing i could figure out the and then at the end he was just like come on tell you you're pushing 30 yeah, yeah. like oh, then why the fuck are you still <laughs> calling him kid right. well he is you are gonna get called a kid like by these 50 year olds yeah 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 well girls also like the environment they probably know like he's probably been known by these people since he was a kid like yeah it's such an insular neighborhood um that these people probably all came up together. Mm. It's yeah, it's always the neighborhood. Yeah, but that was true. I was wondering, like, how old is this guy? Yeah, because I couldn't place it. If he did, like, until like, that part. Yeah. Um. If he like, when did he throw the matches? When was he a big contender? Like mm. his early twenties, maybe. So now he is in his late twenties. Brando was twenty nine when he filmed this. So I was looking around like early thirties. But this is like, yeah, this is like fifty four. Yeah, like twenty nine. Like right. that was that's an older person right. than yeah, it yeah. is today. Like yeah. that's probably like some thirty five, thirty six yeah. today. Like that's, that's always that's what I'm saying. Like now, like you can have a thirty five year old play a twenty five year old. Yeah. No, but even like I'm not talking about like uh, like Brando. You said like Brando is twenty nine mm-hmm. in this. Like he is the age of his character, oh, okay. and he's twenty nine, but he looks like he's thirty six. Mm. And so that's what I think is just like back then people were <laughs> people just looked a little older. There are some scenes where like he looks a lot older. Like he looks like he's wearing a hairpiece or something. And then the and different scenes where he does look like a young boy, like a childish, like heartthrob type thing. I don't know. And uh, for friendly, I have Leonardo DiCaprio because I'd like to see him starting to just be the older, older roles. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that'd be interesting. And I think with in Django, he did such a great job of just being this like 
evil entity mm. just even when he seems so nice like just because i think his disposition is just nice um it's just evil and i just think that that would have added some extra layers to it i'd be curious to see using your tom hardy thing hardy as terry and then leonardo DiCaprio as his brother charlie because he kind of has that like there's a little bit more sophistication to yeah. leonardo dicaprio but he can yeah. still play that lower tier like i'd kind of see him as the as the brother, as brother. Mm-hmm. yeah, and kind of, and it'd be cool to see the two of them play off each other because Leonardo DiCaprio can't play that sort of grimy sort of uh, confidence that comes with a lot of these like gangster guys, and so it'd be interesting to kind of see that. And for the brother, I have Anton Mount, the star of Hell on Wheels. Mm, yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he is pretty fucking awesome. Um, and I just I think that would be an interesting take on it. It's not a direct take, but I think mm-hmm. it would be definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, we did it. So. Uh, next week is the 20th episode, which means every 10th episode, we have our counterpoint show where while the point of this podcast is to discuss films that are seen as the greatest films ever made. And we discuss if they hold up, which we need to get to that question, but I think we can all agree, right? It's still, I mean, it's still one of the best films ever. I don't, I think it would need a modern retelling Mm -hmm. to be in this I think it does hold up, but it is a classic movie yeah. that only people who like classic movies will be able to enjoy. Yeah. I think it could be remade and it could be very successful. But yeah, as I never is, got I don't the feel watching this like how I got with uh, Gone with the Wind and mm-hmm. Lawrence of Arabia. Where I, oh yeah, this this was a movie for its time. I yeah. feel like this is just a good movie for any time. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I just think it, it need to be changed a little bit. It is, but but, it's, but it is like a classic in a sense. Like it's a slower pace. There's not as much action as stuff that stuffs has right now but it is it's good well and that world then isn't exactly the world now but you also have like stripped down stuff like um i don't know bits and pieces of this but like a most violent year mm. um with jessica chastain and oscar isaac mm. like that's yeah. that was getting a lot of praise and seemed to have the same sort of tone as yeah. this yeah, it mm-hmm. did not a lot of like crazy action most so yeah yeah so i definitely think there's a place for this today sure. without much yeah. changes besides the modern facelift mm. in terms of the storytelling and the acting i think that really stands the test of time it does like compare to black mass now that i think of it because like yeah. they are like similar mob movies and black mass is a lot slower but this one's better i would do it modern like in the modern area but i'd still keep it black and white Ooh, Ooh i like that yeah i like that um but anyway so the, well, the because whole... that's what the, the movie's about it's black and white with the whole world exactly. shades of gray <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so our show is about if things um, if they're still deserved to be the be- called or considered the best movies ever made. And our counterpoint show is discussing movies that are considered today to be one of the worst movies ever made. And we discuss if that really holds up. Our 10th movie that we did for listeners who haven't checked it out was Showgirls, which is very interesting in its own right. I'm so glad I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so this for the for next episode, I will jump ahead real quick. Our, we're kind of breaking the rules a little bit on our 21st episode. Fuck rules. And it's going to be, that's going to be Wet Hot um, American Summer. Oh, nice. Um, just because, you know, Trevor brought it up as a counterpoint because it didn't get good reviews back in the day, but which I definitely thought about, even though it's, I think, like 23% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but yeah it got trashed. The reason, <laughs> the reason why I feel like it deserves to be in our, you know, in does it, does it still hold up thing is just because it's such a cult classic now and it's such a comedy gem and just love for that that I don't think it would be fair to it to put it in the Counterpoint show. But I do want to cover it. So that's going to be episode 21. But episode 20, I have three hints 
that you guys can try and guess. Ah, fucking shit. Here we go, guys. All right. It might, honestly, it might be easier. Because I mean, I'm, yeah, so it might be easier than I tried to make it. Because these hints, I think. Fuck okay. us up with some hints. All right. So this is from the director of Tigerland and Falling Down. And wait till, well, you know, I mean, I guess you can guess. But the director of this movie also did Tigerland and Falling Down. We Falling Down is the with uh, Michael uh, Douglas. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Um, the the lead actor in this is a two time Academy Award winner. Do we have any any? No, okay. And the last one, okay, good, because I was worried it'd be yeah. too obvious. The last one is since making this movie, the actor, the lead actor, on multiple accounts for years and years, even including today, has apologized for the movie. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, Trevor has a has a smirk. Two time Oscar winner. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Is it Batman it, and Robin? It is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Clooney had won two. Different. Yep. But uh, for directing. Clooney. No, I think producing. Oh, yeah, producing right. Argo, Argo. And yeah. then he won directing for. No, he uh, won acting for Siriana. Yep. Best oh, supporting really? actor for Siriana. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah, okay. Producer. He has yeah. one for directing. Okay. No. I thought it was that he had one for acting. Do we can talk about that right now? No, I have so many thoughts really, without even having seen really it. Can't. To refresh. <laughs> no, we really cannot. As um, a, I love that movie. As a kid, because it was like right in my wheelhouse when I was like 10 or 9. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking awesome. So you're going to have to watch it back now. And, <laughs> I watched it last week. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they had some oh, yeah. sweet toys that came out with yeah, it. It did. It really did. All right. So anyway, that's our next episode is Batman and Robin. Schumacher directed falling down he did god and also yeah. phone booth that is, he is and, such a crazy yeah. director he's all over the place yeah <laughs> well we'll do, wildly we'll, wildly varying we will, in we talent. will absolutely <laughs> we will absolutely there's a reason that he was brought on for batman forever and we will talk about that next week but there was a specific reason the studio wanted him for that film but we will talk about that you know i'll leave you with this there's a the batman animated series like dug into him in one uh-huh. episode oh the legends of the dark yeah Knight. The i just the watched Knight. it there's like there's like a like a like a little a kid that they boy who's like shit yeah out. who's like running around in like chiffon uh-huh. and just like oh i love the batman They're like shut up joel yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep no because they even said something like the plastic outfits or yeah, something yeah yeah it's like i love the plastic outfits and everything. <laughs> just like, super like just oh my oh, god it's, it's so, so funny. funny uh when did that one come out Anyone know off the top of their 97, head? 97, 97, I think. Okay, so then Forever came out in 95? 95. 95. Oh, okay. Batman Forever, it has its merits. I don't yeah, think it's There's that a lot great, you though. have to just ignore. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. just audit, auditory cues and, like, there's just weird, like, <laughs> oh, swooshes yeah. and, like, doinks and boinks. Well, but, like, the acting's generally good. Except and Bob for Tommy Kane, Lee Jones. Well, Bob Kane said that Val Kilmer's, like, was his favorite before mm. he died. Um, it, it is like the 60s Batman mixed with Tim Burton's Batman. It's like yeah. that, fine, that middle ground between there. Or, yeah. And then Batman and Robin goes way All over the yeah. rails. Past 60s. But yeah. I digress. All right, so let's do some plugs, Trevor. And this will be on Monday. Um, well, so, yeah. Do you have anything next week coming um, up or the week My um, Team Osito, my improv Team Osito, is playing the IO cage match, not the student one that Chris has been a part of. Um, but we're doing Ooh. it. <laughs> oh. No, no, I'm, I'm not. Sa- I'm not trying to say burn. I'm just saying it's a different cage match that happens at the you same. You think you're better than me? No, <laughs> I would go against you with a heartbeat. We gotta play this eleven. I gotta play a show at eleven thirty at night. Eight. It's the um, the eighth of October. 
Um, we're playing 11.30 IO main stage, so that'll be fun. Cool. But um, yeah, come and support us. Uh, Osito is a very fun team. Um, we might have a person on a mess hall team at UCB. I don't know. Um, but one of my buddies, he got pretty far in the Herald edition, so we might have oh, cool. uh, we might have a mess hall team member on our team. Um, and then I'm playing a show, Fernando's Briss, with the same team at uh, UCB. It's the 10th of it's a saturday it's like that next saturday um at um or it's the third it's fernando's press i don't know <laughs> yeah. i need to find out um but that's we'll post it we'll post Insane it on though. the website yeah brian me got nothing follow the ozzy cobb instagram and Twitter. our revamped website that's coming soon follow mm-hmm. the website and listen to the shows real ozzy cobb motherfuckers listen to it also uh, I have five shows left uh, through October every Saturday at 7 um, in the Del Close Theater at IOS on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, come check them out. And also every Thursday, I'm in the student cage match. Fuck you, Trevor. At, uh, <laughs> also at IO at 1030. Come check me out. Shoot me some bo- uh, votes. I'll get you some fucking drinks. Shoot at you the some bo- boats, too. I need a boat to get there. I live on a fucking <laughs> island. And uh, transportation is a bitch. <laughs> Also, again, Ozzy Cobb, Trevor Reese comic book podcast. I was just Upon say, further review, this is awkward. There's good shit, guys. Check it out. All right. Well, that was kind of my plug. So thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm running this shit. No, I like now. it. I like it. I like you being assertive. It's it's great. That sounded way creepier coming in. Anyway, um, assertive. I like you being assertive. I like it. Um, like Batman and Robin. <laughs> So yeah, so just what what Chris said. I'm gonna second that. Just check out Ozzy Cobb. We are revamping our website, so it's actually going to be functional. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, I yeah. Bullet we holes. just we just we <laughs> have the holes. movie in the background, oh. and we just vindicated. Also, holes. like those right. are like super close together. Super close together, right on his heart. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. just shoot him five times in the heart, boys. <laughs> vindicated. On yeah. that note, guys. <laughs> on that note, we will see you next Ow! week. With the cinematic gem known as Batman and Robin. This has been an Ozzy Cobb Media Production. Executive producers Noah Kinsey and Brian Nicholas. For more information, visit ozzycobb.com. Ozzy